Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so excited that you're here. I'm your host, Katarina Kormas, Mindset and Success Coach for women who are ready to make the switch to living life their own way. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring conversations with women who have courageously stepped out of their comfort zones, overcame their fear, took bold action, and embarked on a new journey to transform their lives. This is where you get inspired to connect to who you truly are, to live authentically, stay true to your dreams, and embark on the adventure that you were born to take. This is where the true joy revolution begins. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so glad that you're joining us. Today, I want to introduce you to Kat Mello. She is a female entrepreneur and owner of One on One Salon in Rhinebeck, New York. Uh, I can't wait to share her journey with you and her story and her fabulous tips that she has for you for your own journey. So welcome, Kat. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about you and what you're celebrating right now. What great stuff is happening? What you're loving about your life right now? Um, I am celebrating having freedom in my own schedule and actually not being afraid to take off. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Because I have definitely not done that very much in my life, so I'm really embracing it. Are you? Do you have yeah, some fun sorry. time off planned? Um, you know, I guess we. I don't, but I am looking forward to having in the near future two days next to each other that I'm going to have off, which I haven't had in a really long time. And so probably starting in two months, just because of the way I have to ease into the schedule, I'll have like kind of a weekend back and. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. In that entrepreneurial world, it's so hard to take off two days in a row. <laughs> with a schedule at the salon, the way I designed it, I thought it would be good with a little baby at home to not work ever, like to not be away from her for too long. Yeah. So it made sense. But now she's getting bigger, and I just realized that you can't completely rest your brain or like tune it, turn it off. Um, unless you have those two days. So I think it's going to happen pretty soon. Yay, so, that's awesome. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> that's that's, so I guess I'm really celebrating that. It sounds silly, I guess, but I really am. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. And you've worked so hard to get to that point to be able to do it too. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have freedom to like, when you have a newborn, make the schedule that you want that works for her and for me. And then when she's a little bit bigger, change it again. Yeah. Do what feels right. So being flexible and knowing that along the journey, you can change the way you want your life to look. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be that way forever. It can just be temporary. Yeah. That's that, that in and of itself is so freeing. Cause it's like, Oh, I can always change this. This isn't, I'm not stuck in where I am right now. Exactly. I love that. Well, you have a successful salon. I've known you for about six months and it's grown and changed. And I know you have a lot of big visions, but tell us 
was this always your dream? Um, definitely not. <laughs> like, I, I think in a way it was, but I didn't know because I always knew that I would want my own business, but I had, I, I kind of never had a vision of what that would be. And when I was even a child, like I was pretending like I was creating a business or something like that always. And like, it seems like such a bizarre game for a little kid to play, but like, I loved that. I don't know where I got that from. And so I knew I wanted to do that. And I ended up in college for business, studying business. I felt really uncomfortable there. And it just didn't, it didn't feel like, it was like my, um, oh, what is that word? My, like my gut or whatever. It was telling me that I didn't belong there. And then I came home from college and I found like this postcard that said, did you ever think about cosmetology? And I literally remember saying like, no, I never thought of that. And, but like, I love, I think I would be really good at that. Like I love makeup and hair and all things like that. I think I could get really good at it and I'm good with my hands. Um, and I just fell in love with it, you know? So I didn't get what I wanted, I guess, out of the salons that I was in. And so it kind of, after 10 years, ended up where I was kind of like, I know what I want and what I deserve. And you think it's time for me to open a salon. Wow. Wow. What yeah, so it, fell, it kind of fell into place. Like, it's such a gift from the universe, that postcard that you got. I know. Well, I think of it sometimes because I'm like, wow, it's so amazing that they sent that. Like, thank God. They sent that marketing material because, like, I had never thought about it before. And how many times do we hate getting those those postcards in the mail? Yeah. Ah, junk. And that one got your attention. And can you imagine, like, I it was meant to be that I got the mail and I opened it and I looked at it that day and I didn't just toss it out because I knew it was, you know, junk mail or something. Like, what made me look at it, you know? Something made me look at it. Yeah. How long were you back from school when you got the postcard? Um, only a few months, maybe, maybe three months or something like that. It wasn't like I had been back for years and just didn't know what to do or anything. It was kind of immediate, actually. Did you, did, when you left school, do you mean you weren't going back? You knew you weren't going to go back? I had signed up for my local community college and I was going, um, but I stopped going and started going to cosmetology school because... I found that that was just where I wanted to wanted to go. I went, I, I got the postcard, I called them, I looked at the school two days later, and I started after the weekend. So I think I saw it on a Friday, and I started on a Monday. So like, I got the card, and then I started school like a week later. And I came home, and I signed up, and I told my mom, I'm going to cosmetology school. And she goes, wow, I've always wanted to do that. When? I go, yeah, like in two days. And she just looked at me like, what? <laughs> So, yeah, it and just you, kind of happened quick. And you knew it was right. I mean, you didn't hesitate. Yeah, exactly. I think that tends to happen in my life, especially, is like when it's the right time, like the universe kind of like opens up for you. It's true. It's, it's both the universe knowing it's the right time for you and you knowing. And accepting it. And were you, because were you, I'm curious, um, so you went to community college. Were you in that exploratory phase? Like, what do I really want to do? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I was just kind of like in limbo. I was there because everyone else was in school that I knew. And that was the next step in my life. And 
I don't think I had even declared a major there. I think I just took some classes. Oh, so you just like were scoping it out, trying new things. It's like, okay, well, I got to get a couple classes under my belt here, right? Like that's what I got to do. Collect those, collect those credits. Yeah. I think that's so funny. Um, We were talking about this before the call, but how, you know, it's the, uh, in one of my other interviews, it was called, you know, you know, you get out of college, you go get the big girl job or, you know, you're in high school and the next thing you, you do is go to college. Like as if that was your only option that you were given. But I remember my aunt calling me up and being like, you know, you don't have to go to college if you don't want to. I, cause she, I think she knew I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know. And here I was about to change my life completely, go off to the, you know, to Manhattan to spend thousands of dollars on a college education. And I was so unsure. And that was a rocky journey for me. And it took 16 years to figure out what I wanted to do even after college. But we all have that. Well, everybody else has gone to college, so I must have to go to college. Exactly. I think we all, I think a lot of us, if not all of us, go through that exact same feeling. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like a fish out of water because I had the same friends my whole life. We were in a small little Catholic school together. We stayed close in my high school. And then a lot of them went to Catholic colleges and some of them went to the same college I ended up at. And so we kind of all went together. I knew those people. We were together still. Um, And then I came home and everyone I knew in my life was just gone. And I was like, I don't have anyone to hang out with at all. Like, I don't, who are these people that like are still in my hometown that I've never met? So I had to kind of, I felt really lonely at that time. And I, I felt like I had to push myself into being more friendly just to be social with people that I I maybe wouldn't have necessarily connected with ever before. So it was definitely, I felt like a fish out of water. (laughs) That's the only way I can say it. You were out of your comfort zone. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And it all lined up and you wound up where you needed to be. Yeah. Life is like that, right? It kind of pushes you into where you're supposed to be and it can get pretty uncomfortable. It can. But you know what? I think what was great for you is that you were open to it. And I think, when people are not open to it, they don't see the opportunities. Like they wouldn't have noticed that postcard, right? But you were already in that exploratory mind. So you're probably looking more closely at things. But if you're not and you're so stuck in your scenario or what you think you should do, you're not open to those other options out there. That's true. Yeah. I remember I quit my job um, in Rochester, New York and moved to Austin without a job. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I really didn't want to go back into fundraising. And I decided, I went for an acupuncture appointment and I said, I want to be an acupuncturist. And I went to the school and found out it was going to be a lot of money. <laughs> and so somebody told me, you know, I had gotten a job at a spa and somebody had told me, well, why don't you become a massage therapist? And then you can fund your acupuncture school with massage therapy. But I, it was because I quit my nine to five job, my nonprofit job, and didn't really have anything that I was in that exploratory phase of like, I didn't like what I was doing. <laughs> and that's how I wound up in massage school. And it was the same thing. I don't even remember walking in and giving the deposit. It happened so fast. And I remember getting home and being like, I guess I'm going to massage school. <laughs> but I was in that I had taken the risk to say, this is not what I want to do. I'm going to 
go to move across country without a job lined up. I just got a job at a front desk at a spa because I wanted to be around health and wellness. And I was open to that opportunity because I had, like you, you left school, you know, you were exploring. Yeah. 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 And then the universe meets you there and says, oh, okay, here you go. <laughs> Here's your new path. <laughs> That's awesome. How do you think you've changed along the way from, um, from deciding you want to go to cosmetology school and then the journey to becoming an entrepreneur? How have you changed or how have you had to change in order to embrace that journey? I think I've had to become a lot more comfortable with who I am. And I think um, it forced me to to just grow as a person. I was always um, more shy, and um, it would take me a while to start to talk to somebody um, that I hadn't met before. And all of a sudden, you're in this new job, and you're, I mean, I wanted to be good at it because kind of of like the art behind it. <clears throat> Not necessarily just because of the social aspect, even though, but I think it's made me more social, more connected to women. I mean, just more understanding, more like immersed in like, just, I get it. Like all of these stories that you hear for the last 12 years, you see people going through every single thing. You hear every story about their kids. You know, you just know more, you know? Like, so it's really helped me to grow just mentally. I think it's been like, actually that's probably the most beautiful thing that's happened out of all of it is just like, the knowledge that I've gained from the people that I've met. Yeah, I can see that. I can see, well, you have to be comfortable, right? Because you're working one-on-one with clients and now you have employees, so you have to, but I can see how you're, you're really, and I know this from being, you know, just in the chair of how you, you, you know, you share your life, you share your stories. People always say you're a therapist and it's kind of funny and like, that's the typical joke, but like really, I've just, I've heard it all, not in a way like, oh, I've heard it all, but I've heard it all. And now I feel like I can relate to more people, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. I think I get those like certain personalities that I may not have understood before. I think I understand them better now after knowing and connecting with so many random personalities. Yeah. You, well, you've witnessed so many different types of journeys. Mm-hmm. from so many different people. I mean, and if you think about it, you go to get your hair cut, not because it's every eight weeks or whatever, but also like when life changes, that's the first thing you want to do is go feel better about yourself. So where do you wind up? You wind up going, I want a different color. I want a haircut. I want to feel pretty again because I'm not really confident in the rest of my life. So you get to share in that journey, but all different kinds of walks of life. Yeah, they say a woman who cuts her hair is about to change her life. <laughs> is that it? I, I've had some drastic haircuts. <laughs> yeah, it can be really true. You know, it really represents how you feel about yourself at that time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the bolder, the bolder your journey is about yeah, to be. Stepping out. The shorter, you know? the more drastic color you do. It's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's true. Yeah, you, you deal with the whole person. Not just. Yeah, I, I really try to actually. I really, I think that's part of just who I am. Is if they're here, I I really want to find out if they're here for a haircut or if they're here for like a friend. 
or if they're here for like a little advice or if they're here because, you know, they're looking for a place to live. Do I know of anything? You know, like I really want to figure that out. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. That's a really cool job to have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think people are sent to you for different reasons. Not, I don't, I don't take it for granted that they're just here for a cut. God could have sent them for a number of reasons. I love that perspective so much because from both the coaching and massage world, I've had to understand that not all people are meant to be my client. You know, even people that I do like an initial consultation with for coaching, not all of those are meant to, some of them are just learning lessons through that initial call, but it sometimes you just don't jive or you're not the right fit and that's okay because you're not just, you're not meant to help them. Yeah, right. And if they're here, like I'm either supposed to give them a great haircut or I'm <laughs> supposed to listen to their story or I'm supposed to offer a little tip and yeah. maybe they'll come back because they like the cut and maybe they'll come back because they like us. You know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you don't know, really. You honestly. Right. You don't need to know, too. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it might be just that you're meant to say something to them that sparks. That's how I feel. Yeah, you never know. Maybe they have to tell me something. Yes. Oh, I have that all the time where I'm going through something and then I get somebody on the massage table and they say something to me and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that shifts my perspective. <laughs> yeah. So when you, you went to cosmetology school yes. and then you started working, what was that journey like from working for somebody to becoming an entrepreneur? Did you know that was your journey or did you, were you just going in the moment and doing what you loved? I always thought that being a hairstylist meant you had your own business essentially because you gained your clients and you know, you'd hopefully love that salon and be there, but you could always take them to another salon essentially if like that salon closed or, you know, like you, you are the face of your business no matter where you are is how I thought about it. And so I never thought that I would be opening my own Place. I always just thought I kind of had my own business, even though, you know, there's this salon that I work for, I still felt like in charge of my business. And it wasn't until things didn't work out in a couple different places that I got tired of trying the same thing and expecting a different result. And I finally just, I left a salon that I was unhappy at. And I was like, you know, I have all these wonderful clients. Like, what am I going to do? I don't want to bring them somewhere else. What if I don't like the, the people there or, or the setting there or the color there? You know, what if, what if that doesn't work out? You know, do I want to take that chance at this time in my life or do I want to like take control? And it was time for me to just be like, no, I'm in control. I'm going to use organic products and natural products and I'm going to create the environment that I like and the setting that I like and have the people around me that I like. And it was kind of me just being the boss of my life at that time. Wow. That's a bold decision. Yeah. It was right though at the time. It wasn't, there was nothing in me that said it's not the time. Mm. That confidence, you built up that confidence enough to know. Yeah. In my, my intuition even. Yeah. I think just said like, okay, it's time for you to not be doing the same thing you've done before. It's time for you to open up and do something you haven't done. Wow. What were people's reaction when you finally told them, hey, I'm doing this on my own? 
I think they were excited. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody seemed like most of the people um, just came and supported me at my house for two months while I saved up some money for like the rent and everything for the place. And they, um, they came to my tiny little, not exciting, um, studio kind of apartment. And they were, I mean, amazing clients that, you know, had much bigger houses and bigger jobs and, and all of that. And they were, they were very supportive. They always made me feel like my place was nice, just amazing, you know? And then when I opened, it was nice to share it with those, those kind, supportive people. Yeah. I got to come here. And the place wasn't decorated very much in the beginning either. Like I literally built it up a little bit at a time. I had a couple products on the shelves and one chair and one mirror. And now we have tons of products and three chairs and three mirrors. So it's definitely grown like a little bit at a time in a healthy way. Love that because I think a lot of people, when they are embarking on that new entrepreneurial journey, no matter what it is, they feel like they need to have it all together at once when you really don't. And you, you're a great testament to building those relationships. And the relationship wasn't about the environment you were in. It was about you, your skills, your personality, them jiving with you, their customer loyalty is if you could be in a barn doing hair and people would probably come because it's you, they trust you because hair is personal, you know, anything that you're doing with your outside appearance is personal. And so when they, tr I know I like cry when my hair people like move across country and I'm like, well, I gotta start all over. <laughs> but you don't have to have everything in place in order to start a business. You just need the client relationships is basically it. That's so true. Yeah, you don't have to have all of the appearance stuff. You really just need your paying customer, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Find your client and then cater to them. Yeah. Yeah, that took me so long to understand. Oh, that took me. I felt like I needed the website and the Facebook page and da -da -da -da. I needed to have the appearance and everything. And then I realized, no, they're not coming because I have a pretty website. <laughs> it's a helpful tool. Once you are established, yeah. it's, a, it's a great tool. Yeah. It's like me operating with a bad blow dryer. Like I much prefer to have a good one. I could do it. If I had a lousy blow dryer, I could, but it would take me longer. Yeah. But if I now have a beautiful website, I'm going to attract people faster. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm going to get the job done a little bit faster. Yeah. I do think it's a good tool, but definitely in the beginning, you just, you need to focus on who your client is and then what do they want essentially and just mm -hmm. be there for them. And they're going to be the ones that go tell their friends about it and word of mouth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Especially hair. I don't think I've ever gone and got my hair done or you know a facial or massage therapist without actually asking for somebody's recommendation first because <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna get <laughs> scary thing I guess for everyone yeah for all women, right like that's your your comfort is like that woman that's been cutting your hair for 10 years or something yeah it took me a long time my last hair um hairstylist she moved to uh Colorado but she also did my eyebrows so, and I've kept trying new places to do my eyebrows, but I keep having to pluck them because I can't find a place that does them as good. <laughs> and it's just that, you know, you get so comfortable, somebody does it right, understands you, gets to know you personally, what you're looking for. 
it's once you have that customer relationship, I mean, I tell people all the time when I was a fundraiser, my closest friends right now and the people that, yeah, are, are basically my support system were on my fundraising committees. I met them as strangers and because I worked so closely with them and built those relationships because it was that fundraising environment and the nonprofit, they're my closest friends because I was relationship building and yeah, it's amazing. That's awesome. The client relationship. Yeah, we need like as many good positive relationships too in our life as possible, whether they're from our clients or our friends or our family. We need yeah. those. How has that helped you along the way? When did you realize that you needed to surround yourself with people like you, people doing things like you, people that supported you? Um, I think I think really the most supportive I've ever felt was when I met my husband. Oh, sweet. Um, I mean Really. And then definitely like my client support was really there for me all the time. And I think we all know that we need that support, but we're not sure if we should really like reach out for it. Mm. You know, I don't know if we expect it to kind of just come to us or not, but I think you really need to reach out for it. You need to meet people that are like you, you know, that are, that are maybe entrepreneurs too, other salon owners. Like I'm really at that level right now where I'm like, you know, that's salon owner. I haven't, I don't know why we're not friends yet. You know, and I'm like, this isn't competitive. Like, we should probably go get lunch and just talk. So I think you need to, like, find your people at your, at your level and just, like, connect with them so that you have the support for where you are right now in your life. Yeah, and that brings up a good point, though. There's so much competitive, catty stuff, and I think that's why it's so hard to build those relationships in your industry or in, you know – similar industries because people are so worried about the competitiveness but when you're confident in your service and your own business you know that there's enough to go around for everybody and then you can build those strong relationships and not and and help each other and support each other to grow professionally and personally and put that that fear aside that they're going to steal your clients or put you out of business or whatever yeah like how can you operate in that fear mentality right like you can't grow and be expansive in that in that mindset so we need to be open and share things with everyone and like just not be afraid. Yeah. Well, there's 6 billion people in the world. I mean, there's enough to go around for everyone. I hope so. That's really how I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you did like how many clients you actually need to survive or make as much, you know, it's not as many. You don't need the millions. <laughs> right, exactly. I might need like like 25 a week or something like that, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, well, and you couldn't handle a million people trying to book a point list with you. <laughs> what would you do? I want a million. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so I think it's interesting because you brought this up a few times about your instincts, about your intuition and your gut instinct. Did you always know that you had a strong intuition? Um, I think I, I, a little bit, I think I always have not had a fear of following it. Mm -hmm. but, um, sometimes you can lose it along the way. And I've definitely tried my best to meet people that have, um, encouraged that again. Um, <clears throat> recently I felt like it was really hard for me to follow my intuition with an employee that might be 
um, may work here or not. And I really struggled with that because on paper it seemed like what I had wanted, but then it, it wasn't feeling 100% right, and I, I couldn't figure out exactly why. And so a friend of mine ended up saying that your intuition is, she had to remind me of what it was. It's like I always knew I was listening to something, but I didn't know, well, what exactly am I listening to? And she said, it's that thing, that, that voice that you hear when you're thinking about other things, when you're doing other things. It's what the thoughts that come into your head when you're busy, when you're not thinking about should he or she work here, you're thinking about, oh, I better change her diaper and I'm going to go for a jog and everything like that. And it's the thoughts that pop in your head right at that moment because you're not putting pressure on it. It's when, when you're distracted. Yeah. yeah. It's separating your heart and your head because when you're in your head, yeah, it's that it's, it's when you're not in your head about that thing that you allow the intuition to speak of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's really cool that you really led through intuition your whole journey. I try. You try. <laughs> but you have, right, you, you, a lot of people second guess their intuition. Like quitting school, the head would have won of, well, I have to because everybody else is. But your intuition said this isn't right for me and you listen to it. You know, same with starting a business. You could have stayed and just kept going from salon to salon to find the right fit or your intuition told you, Hey, it's the right time to kind of do your own thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope more people can listen to that and kind of try to connect with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the problem is people don't know how to, right? Yeah. Especially like I think but there's books, there's books about it. <laughs> there are tools yeah. but I think when you get stuck. And I remember me being so stuck in a, career I hated so much that I was so stuck in the I hate where I am that you can't really listen or you're not open to listening to your intuition or other possibilities standing in front of you with neon lights going they're not supposed to do this because you're like I'm so stuck I gotta do this I need the money I need the insurance you know it's like a robot talking in your head I've you spent so many years mm -hmm. doing this you know I'm not yeah I'm gonna keep you know, slamming my head against the wall. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I invested 9, 10, 11, 20, 30 years already into this career. My pension's in this. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, the thought process can be for so many people. Yeah. I can't make money doing anything else is a really popular one. Like I make a salary and it's like, well, well your salary's capped. Like you only make that a year. You don't allow yourself. There's other ways where you can make money doing what you love and making more mm -hmm. than that won't, won't make you so stressed out about health insurance. Cause you'd be able to afford your own health insurance. You have to stay stuck. So, but I think people are, I mean, I just know from my experience, like just being so stuck in that box that, the opportunity could have been in arm's reach, but I couldn't see it because I didn't understand it because I wasn't thinking that way. And I wasn't listening to my intuition because, well, my head won all the time. <laughs> and I had to build the tools. I had to read the books and build the tools to understand that, hey, that little voice in your head, you're not crazy. <laughs> it's not voices in your head, actually. It's your intuition telling you there's something else you need to be doing. Totally. Did you read those books? Do you, do you, do you read a lot of personal development books? Um, I personally am addicted to motivational speeches. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I love to listen to things like that. Um, 
quite a bit. I don't know that I listen to anything particularly about intuition, Mm -hmm. um, but definitely probably something along the way, right? Um, I think I'm hooked on on anything that's going to, that I haven't read yet about being a boss, about being a, a business owner, about being an entrepreneur. I think I love to kind of keep up on that and read as much as I can about it because you always get a new perspective and you always get like a little um, something that sticks in your brain. Yeah. That you can yeah. use. You never know when you're going to use it. Exactly. You don't, you might not need it at the moment, but it's like an, you, you're creating a toolbox where you're putting all those ideas in and when you need it, you take one out and be like, oh, I remember I read that in the book. Yeah. 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 Well, and the intuition stuff, I think by reading those books, you hone your intuition because those books are about you personally. And so the more you know yourself personally, the more, the deeper you go and understand yourself, the more open you are to listening to yourself and being more confident with your own choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely found that by the whole journaling and reading the books and post focusing on myself, I'm more confident in saying, I don't want to do that. <laughs> or I really want to do this. Yeah. I mean, they say that like the average CEO reads, I think 60 books a year and like they're a really busy person. So if you can't find the time to read anything, like maybe reevaluate that. Maybe you can, you know, find a half an hour. Oh, wake up a half hour early, read 10 pages a day. Listen to an audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. On the way to work while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's enough tools now. There's enough podcasts out there, eBooks, everything. Yeah. yeah. I think it's helpful. What do you think your biggest obstacles and fears have been along the way? Well, I know my biggest fear has been taking time off. Yeah. That was always really hard. When I opened, <clears throat> I'm the kind of person that I just would have worked myself probably to death. Mm -hmm. uh, but I found out I was pregnant two weeks after I opened. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I think my biggest fear right away was how am I going to have to take time off for my baby? I just opened. And in nine months, I am supposed to, well, more like 10, I'm going to have to take off like six weeks, mm -hmm. which to me seemed like the whole year. Yeah. Six weeks, that's nothing. It seemed huge. You know what I mean? Yes. So that was a major fear. And then it's okay to rely on other people. You know, I think it taught me like, it's okay. You know, you are not alone in this world. You can ask your husband to go grocery shopping. You know, you can ask your mom to do the towels. You know, it's okay. You know, and it's, and you can ask your customer to come two weeks later. Yeah. You have to, like <laughs> you have to, <laughs> but yeah, I think it made, it made me, it forced me. Yeah. You really take some time away from work to not be submerged in it and probably a blessing that it happened so early on in your business is that because oh, then yeah. you have, like the need for taking off and that you can survive by taking off <laughs> and that it didn't happen like two weeks before because what if i said hold on pump the brakes this is a big risk maybe it's not the right time we're going to have a baby yeah. maybe we shouldn't be risking all this money and putting everything into something that's a risk. Yeah. So it's, it was definitely the right time. <laughs> the right timing. Yeah. Yeah. How, so speaking to the moms out there, how have you balanced being a mom and an entrepreneur at the same time? 
Um, well, kids will teach you to sleep less. So, <laughs> like, I think that's all part of it is like, you just, they come along and the whole last few months that you're pregnant anyway, you can't sleep. And so then they come and you definitely don't sleep. And I think, but you're, yeah, you're still really happy. You know, you're happy to have them and everything. And so it's been interesting. I've definitely changed the plans. I thought it would be one way. I've been open to change. You know, I think it makes you flexible and a little more patient. Maybe a lot more patient. <laughs> you know, you learn how to talk to people a little differently because, you know, what would you ask your daughter to do if she was putting that thing in her mouth? You know, is it going to aggravate you or are you just going to say, oh, can you just not do that? <laughs> so I think it makes, I think it really changes you all together and, and you can become more flexible, more understanding to other moms. And it's, it's been a good thing. Yeah. Has it been, I mean, I guess you're, you're a, a success story that you can do it. You can do, you can, you can be a mom, a new mom and start a business or, you know, even for the working moms, you, you can do it if you're open to flexibility. Yeah. And if you're not afraid to ask your mother-in-law for some help sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and if you're fine with having takeout sometimes, and you're fine with not getting the laundry done when you thought you would. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Put your child and your business and your husband first. And like sometimes the dishes aren't done when you thought that they would be. But like, you know, hopefully someone does them. Yeah. <laughs> I live, I, I have a dog. I don't have a husband or kids and the dishes sometimes sit there for a day. It happens. <laughs> you have to admit these things, you know. <laughs> Perfect. And you know what? I'm surviving, even though the dishes, I had a headache for three days last week and I could not do the dishes. Like I was like, they're just going to sit there. They're just going to pile up and then I'll do them when I get to them. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. life. You know, you have to prioritize and be open to change the schedule. Like when you have to. Well, when you really want something, you know, you really, you, you, you want your baby obviously, but you want the, the business to work. And when you really want it, you make it work somehow, even though you have to make sacrifices, even though the laundry doesn't get done. Yeah. You have to re rely on the village to help you with you. I mean, it takes a village to raise a kid. So you rely on the village to help you when you, you know, not being afraid to ask for help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what tips would you give other women who are out there, whether they're just feeling stuck and want to do something like start a business or change their career or make some kind of life change? What tips would you give them? What helped you along the way? Um, I think what helped me actually the most um, was exercising. I think physical momentum, we, um, we don't give it enough credit, but it does tend to build. And so if you build up physical momentum just through exercise, you're building up physical momentum in all of your life. And that's something I really, truly, like, believe helped me. And it also does give you time to, like, you're doing something in your mind. It's a form of meditation without needing it to be quiet. Because if you do have children, it's probably not quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a really big one for me. I think that should be number one on my list. And, like, the second one is just, like, don't get too in your head. And, and so, like, it's so easy to to dwell on something that's not working for you just let it go and just move to something that you can physically change or physically focus on. That's a positive. Um, like that shift your mindset to the positive things. Yeah. You know, don't get too stuck. 
mm-hmm. on something. And, and I think just keep reading, keep learning and reading and going to a class if you have to, but just, you know, just keep learning. Keep listening to those motivational speeches, keep reading those books about business and entrepreneurship or whatever, you know, whatever thing you want to learn or do, just immerse yourself in it. Yeah. That personal growth piece. I talk about it a lot. Like I wish in high school they taught you how to do personal development, you know, so that you knew coming out when you're in your twenties, like if I keep growing myself, I can make more confident decisions and I, but I had to figure that out on my own. I think most, most of us, especially on the entrepreneurial journey have to figure that out on their own. And it's the key piece, like the foundation to it all is our growth. Yeah. You're never the same person you were yesterday. Mm -mm. So things are going to change in your life and just go with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Control it as much as you can. (laughs) Control it, but let it go. (laughs) And then whatever you think. (laughs) So true. But yeah, like there's, it does. Life is always changing. It's going to throw a curveball at you. You know, don't be afraid of that. Don't let that get you down. It's going to change. That's a really good that no matter what you're going and embarking on, you're going to hit a curveball. So just expect the curveballs and then it won't throw you off. <laughs> just That's so true. Yeah, exactly. Go for your goal and set your vision and like, it's going to be curvy. And even once you get to your vision, maybe it's going to change once you get there. That's okay. Yeah. There's an image I had gotten oh, a long time ago. It was some like Oracle card or something, but it was, um, um, it's like shooting an arrow at a target. Like once you let go of the arrow, you have no control. You might be aiming at the target. You have no control on where the arrow is going to land. So live your life that way. Like have that big vision, but be open to that arrow might go somewhere better. Yes. Yeah. You control it. You can't run after the arrow and then go, no, go this way. You can't, you let go of it and you just allow the universe and God to take the reins and yeah, take the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So what is next on your journey? Oh my gosh. Who knows? You know, (laughs) eventually I'd like to own the space that I work in. I think that would be my next goal, but that's an awesome goal. Yeah. That's good. That's amazing. <laughs> Anything else you want to share with the world? Um, just enjoy your life. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your life. Business is only a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you're happy. Enjoy the journey, not the destination. I mean, you can join the destination, but <laughs> really enjoy, enjoy it all. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm so ex- I'm so excited that people can hear it and learn from it and get to know you a bit. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all for joining the True Joy Revolution. Uh, we're so excited to share these stories with you. We hope they inspire you to take bold action and transform your own lives and live your life your way. See y'all next time.
Hi, Joyful Lady. Thank you so much for listening to the True Joy Revolution podcast. I want to invite you to come join us in my free Facebook community, Joyful Life Society. Connect with other women just like you, stepping out of their comfort zones and overcoming their fears to live life their own way. In the group, you'll be able to share your journey, receive support and encouragement, and free resources to help you reach your goals and dreams. So hop over to Facebook, search Joyful Life Society, and add yourself to the group. I look forward to seeing you in there. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episodes of Inspiring Conversations each week right when they launch.